Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denha, Garmok here. We're talking about the holiday travel season and so much more to talk about with our next guest. He is the traffic safety specialist with AAA and his name is Gary Bubar. Gary, how are you? I am well. Thank you for inviting us. It's a pleasure talking with you. So there's a lot to talk with you about. I first want to talk to you about the Impaired Driving Summit. So what exactly is that? Yeah, we recently had a gathering of uh, all kinds of injury prevention practitioners, traffic safety practitioners, law enforcement from all disciplines. Uh, and we gathered to really address the issue of impaired driving, both alcohol and a focus on cannabis and other drugs in driving. And so how did that go and who was the audience? Well, the audience was comprised of a lot of different kinds of folks, everybody from law enforcement to traffic engineering uh, to uh, folks involved in the cannabis testing industry. Uh, it was a very diverse group and we had a lot of good conversation and we had a lot of good speakers um, that, that got into a lot of detail on the issue of impaired driving. So what, what, where are we today with impaired driving? Is it worse? Is it, I mean, what's the status today? Well, we are, it's changing. It's evolving if you want to look at it that way. Last year, uh, and it's been, it was like a lot of other years where about a third of the fatal crashes that occurred in our state were related to either alcohol or drugs. Uh, but what we are seeing is a little bit of a dip or a decrease in alcohol-related crashes, but an increase in crashes involving cannabis and other drugs. I was just going to ask you that. I, I don't know if you have stats or can even share that, but with marijuana, um, you know, becoming, well, medical marijuana becoming legal and the push for uh, recreational marijuana becoming uh, legal. I mean, is that an issue? I mean, I've talked to police officers and that has been an issue. What what are some messages for people out there? Well, it, things have changed. Um, the As far as the drugs of choice, if you want to consider it out there, uh, the reported use of cannabis or THC, and that could be not just the traditional uh, smoking, but uh, gummies or tinctures or dabbing or other kinds of use, um, that uh, took about half of all the uh, drug-impaired driving, um, the data for that. And the second most often cited uh, drug that in where drugs were a factor in the crash was um, Al Alprazolam or Xanax, uh, mm. which was about a quarter of all the drugs of all the crashes that involved drugs. And then the third uh, in third place is fentanyl and fentanyl is um, beginning to show up in a lot of the other drugs uh, that are out there on um, and it's a, it's a very dangerous drug, but yet we're finding it more and more. We, we know that fentanyl is a street drug. We know it's a, a, a pandemic. We know that kids are dying. They've got this Skittle looking candy, you know, to endorse. And that's a whole nother story. But is, is, is the impaired driving when it comes to medication, mostly prescription? You mentioned a couple of Xanax, or is it people just taking stuff off the street? Or do we even know that? Most of it is illicit use. Okay. Uh, but you bring, up a, you bring up a very good point. 
uh, and something that AAA has done research on through our foundation uh, for traffic safety nationally. And we found that a lot of drivers out there who are taking prescription drugs, and that's a lot of us out there, um, a lot of those drugs say to not operate heavy machinery when yeah. you're using them. Yeah. Um, and Ambien is an example of one. It helps us go to sleep, and a lot of us take it for that purpose. But you don't want to take an, 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 you know, an Ambien and then decide to uh, you know, get out and drive because you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, and also, when we change drugs, a lot of us, even with, with uh, things for blood pressure, diabetes, or things like that, other drugs, when you switch drugs, you don't know how your body's going to react to that drug. And so it's important that you wait until you find out before you actually get behind the wheel. We don't think of a trip to the grocery store as dangerous, but it could be for yourself and for other drivers on the road. You know, that's a really good point, Gary Bubars, who we're talking to, traffic safety specialist with AAA, is that when you switch drugs or start a drug for the first time, your body does need time to adjust to see how you're going to handle it. Um, and everybody handles different drugs differently, you know. Um, so that's a really good point. Really good point. Um, what about the slow down, move over, uh, or move over for me ahead of, you know, that kind of, ahead of a uh, issue? What's the slow down, move over? Well, I, I think the first part or uh, the first chapter of that ought to be a, an understanding of what the law requires and then a step further, further what we should really practically do out there. Now, the law requires that uh, when, you, when you come upon a vehicle, and there are a list of these vehicles, everything from, of course, tow trucks, but emergency vehicles of any kind, law enforcement, fire service, uh, freeway courtesy patrol, um, any of those kinds of drivers, when you come upon those along the side of the road, the law requires you to move or slow down to 10 miles per hour below the posted speed limit and move over a lane if you can. And far too many drivers actually contribute to crashes by thinking move over first. And they're making that quick movement into the other lane where there may be a car there. Uh, so the first thing you should do anytime you come upon any vehicle, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's a, a garbage truck or UPS or FedEx or whomever, slow down check your mirrors, check for traffic, and then move over, signal, move over safely if you can. Um, now, uh, we're involved in a, in a campaign right now called Move Over For Me, which takes this whole concept one step further. And that is for you to move over for any disabled vehicle you see on the side of the road. How many times have we seen people putting gas into their car oh, along yeah. the side of the freeway? And they're standing right up the shoulder of the road, right at that fog line on the road, and people are driving by at 70, 80 miles per hour. Extremely dangerous. Uh, when you see a vehicle with hazard warning lights on or along the side of the road, slow down first. And if you can move over safely, do that. But certainly use caution. Gary, Any you, vehicle. Okay. Is that the same rule for when we see a police officer with the sirens on or an EMS uh, or fire truck? I mean, you know, that that usually my heart like drops every time I do that, but I try to slow down and move over so I'm not causing anybody to crash into me, you know what I mean, um, too. So is that the same rule of thumb? Yes, yeah, so those secondary okay. crashes um, occur routinely. Uh, we have drivers who um, who try to move over unsafely, and that contributes to the other crash. 
But yeah. where you see law enforcement or fire service along the side of the road or an ambulance or something, any kind of an emergency vehicle, certainly the first thing you should be thinking is slow down. And that's a little hard to do if you're on your phone or otherwise distracted to keep, you know, hard to keep an eye on what's going on half a mile ahead of you if you're, you know, doing other things besides driving. Uh, yeah. So be aware of everything that's going on in front of you, and then you can react to it appropriately. I remember one time I was on the road and I, you know, when somebody's music is so loud that you could hear it when their windows are closed and your windows are closed. Uh, talk about distraction. There was an, you know, an ambulance coming behind us and I was trying to get over and this person was like oblivious. And it's like, because your music is so loud, you can't hear, you know, that there's an ambulance, sirens right behind us. You know, those are some of the things that people, you know, got to be cognizant of. Well, and especially as the weather turns colder and we don't drive with our windows down uh, and our, our vehicle manufacturers done a tremendous job keeping our cars sealed, uh, both for airflow and for sound, that sometimes we don't hear those sirens. Uh, it's one of the things we teach at the outset of driver education. We teach, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old drivers to check your mirrors constantly, keep your head on a swivel. Uh, and that way, before you even hear those sirens, You'll be able to see that vehicle coming up behind you and again react appropriately keeping in mind that that vehicle wants to pass you on the left so if you can move to the right or stay where you are on the right and again if you see if there are lights or sirens behind you the law requires that you slow down stop move over and let them pass we're talking with uh, gary bubar here traffic safety specialist from AAA of michigan and gary um uh in the month of november we we um recognize responder safety week this ties right into that you know what goes on during that week is it just an awareness message of reminding of these messages that you're sharing with us here on Inter community yes the crash responder safety week this year is uh being is being recognized november 14th through 18th um to remind people of what we were just talking about slow down move over give these people room to work and every year, just from the towing service, uh, the tow truck drivers we see on the road every day, we, we nationally, we kill about one, about every two weeks. And for first responders of all type, law enforcement, fire service of all kinds, first responders, including tow service, about one a week. So wow. about one time, one time a week, somebody goes to work in one of those disciplines and doesn't come home. Wow, and the more that's we can alarming. Make it, 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 the more we can make this message known, uh, these people are trying to do their job out there. Let's give them room to work. You know, Gary, I did not know that statistic. That's pretty high. I mean, if you think about it, it one person, I mean, I never would have thought it would be at least one person a week. It's life affecting for everyone involved, not just the individual, of course, who leaves a family, um, but the person who is involved, they're doing other things and they hit this person. They didn't mean to do it. Nobody does. But that affects that person then beyond, uh, in, you know, in the future, too. Um, yeah. It changes everything for everyone. And it's so simple to avoid. Uh, you know, give these folks room to work. If you can slow, I mean, everybody should slow down. Of course, get, move over, give these folks room to work if we can. The same yeah. thing is true in work zones. We yeah. see work zones and we all see the signs that say slow down to 60, 45, where workers are present. 
and you see traffic going by at 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Give these folks room to work. Give them the opportunity to do what they do in a safe environment. You know, I heard this a long time ago, Gary. I don't know if you know the stat or if it's true, but um, accidents by cell phone use are more than drunk driving, drinking and driving. Is that true? Well, or do we have it, that stat? I don't know. We don't. Ha- we don't have the data to support that, and that's mostly okay. because of the reporting side of things. Okay. Um, remember, distraction is more than cell phones. Okay. Uh, it's true. We do yeah. have a bill in committee right now in Lansing that would prohibit the use of handheld cell phone or handheld devices. That would be a terrific thing to have because yeah. now we're, we're, we're taking the, the, the phones out of people's hands. But there are many other distractions that can happen. Um, in fact, especially younger drivers, Passengers are, are the biggest distraction we have, and all the parents out there. How distracting is it when your child is in, the, in their their child seat in the back crying, or you have a pet, um, or you choose to have your lunch on the road, so to speak? Um, all those things contribute to distraction and take away from your ability to drive safely. You know, that's a really good point. Um, that's one of my concerns as a mom with a teenager who's about to get her license is I like the rule that they have to wait. Um, I wish it was later at two answer. They wish it was till 18 that they can't have more than one uh, passenger in their car. I wish it was no passenger other than an adult driver uh, because I think teenagers distract each other, you know, um, laughing and joking. Uh, I th- I wish it was a little stricter as a mom, to be honest with you, um, on that issue. Oh, it- and that's absolutely true. Passengers are the number one distraction. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that that younger drivers coming up through, um, they're getting lots of practice now with our graduated driver licensing sure. laws. Uh, and they will tell you, I will, I don't text and drive. Um, but they have no problem talking to passengers while they drive, which can be just as distracting. And it's, it's important to keep the kids off the phone at all times. Uh, but it's also important to understand why we have a restriction on passengers and other dangerous situations where crashes are likely to happen with new drivers. You know, it's so funny. I remember years ago when my daughter was little, she was in the car seat, like you just uh, explained, you know, in the back seat and she was crying and we were coming home from my sister's house. It was late and she was just having a temper tantrum. She was tired. You know, it was one of those, you know, I'm tired, get me home temper tantrums. And I'm like panic because I couldn't handle her screaming. And I cut off a police officer turning one of the Michigan lefts, you know, and of course he pulled me over and I deserve to be pulled over, you know, but I was so distracted because I'm trying to like trying to calm her down. And, <laughs> and he was so sweet. He looked at me, he goes, oh, he goes, I, you know, I, he knew exactly why I got distracted. You know, she was screaming in the car and he's like, okay, why don't you just calm down, you know, pull over, calm her down and, you know, and get back on the road. But yeah, you don't realize, you know, as a parent that you're going to get that distracted, distracted. And I actually cut him off. I didn't get an accident, but I cut off a police officer. We do so many things out of habit and without, you know, without thinking really too much about it. Uh, And then we have a distraction like that. And, you know, bad things can happen. And, you know, you were actually you were fortunate enough to have uh, someone from law enforcement remind you that, uh, you know, when something like this, you can take care of it, but take care of it off the road. Yeah, yeah. Pull over. He was very kind, but I was like, yeah, he's right. I got to just pull over and calm her down. 
We're talking with Gary uh, Bubar here, traffic safety specialist from AAA of Michigan. You know, and uh, this is also the season of deer hunting and uh, deer on the deer crash safety awareness as well. So, you know, what do you want to tell us about that? Well, I will remind people that there, this is the time of the year where deer are going to be moving. And when deer hunting starts, especially in the more rural areas of the state, uh, you're going to be pushed, they're going to be moving. And now that they're um, chasing uh, the does around, uh, they're going to be in places where they may not have been seen over the last eight or 10 months, though these crashes can happen anytime. Uh, most of the time we see them are in, during November is probably is our biggest month, but we also see them October, December too. Uh, but I think most people would be surprised to find out that we have over 50,000 of these crashes every year. What? Um, let me put that uh, let me put that into context. Last year in Michigan, we had about 282,000 traffic crashes reported. Of those, 52 over 52,000 uh, were cars hitting deer. Uh, wow. And of those, within those crashes, we had 10 fatalities. Um, most of those were drivers. Two were motorcyclists. And almost 1,500 injuries caused from hitting deer. Oftentimes, uh, people will hit the deer and then go off the road and hit something else. Oh. And, when, and, and there are numerous crashes that, go on re, that we don't know about in terms of numbers where people swerve to miss a deer and end up in the trees or in the guardrail or into another car in the oncoming lane. Yeah. Um, we don't have numbers on those. Uh, you know, they're not attributed directly as a, as a deer crash because you didn't strike a deer. Um, but they're out there and uh, they're going to be through this month. And so be aware, especially, especially during the early morning and on late evening hours. Most of the crashes that occurred last year were between 7 and 8 a.m. Now, they still occur um, during early and late, right about dawn and dusk is when you really got to keep your eyes open. Is it because the you, you, the vision is not that is not great? I mean, is that one of the reasons? Is that an obvious reason? Because the, the sun uh, is not Well, a lot of it is, is dark and that's yeah. when, when uh, deer tend to move around and feed. Yeah. Uh, but the other side of it is that um, deer will blast across the road and, and we have we can't we don't have time to react no i know um, yeah i know and then the question is what do you do if a deer does run out in front of you um don't slam out you break safely both hands on the wheel and prepare for an impact and that's really the best you can do you don't want to swerve it, it's, because as soon as you do that that's when you end up either in the opposing lane of traffic or off into into the trees and guardrail on the on the pasture side of the car yeah. so uh, you know, it's, it's the, the, if you can't avoid a crash, then it's keep the car under control and the car will protect you. Um, it's designed to do that. It's a very rare occurrence that a, a impact with a deer causes that kind of damage where people get injured. It's usually hitting something else that causes the injury. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, it's like part of driving in Michigan, being a Michigander is deer on the road. I mean, that's just part of our, our environment, unfortunately, you know, and I live in an area, Gary, where it's not uncommon to see turkeys crossing the road. Uh, um, we'll have ducks crossing the road, deer crossing the road, turtles crossing the road. I mean, I always just pay attention because I'm so used to that. 
Well, and we see the signs, don't we? Deer yeah. crossing here. And yeah. sometimes the deer don't pay attention and they cross somewhere else. Yeah. And with that, you have to be aware that they could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, and we see a lot of it in the southern half of the state where um, they're not, they're in the woods, yes, but they're also in the cornfields. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. A, that's, you know, that's a, a contributing factor too. And we see most of these happening um, at speed, more times where you have more traffic and that would be our freeway system. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Gary, one of the last things I wanna to touch upon with you here and at your community today is the uh, Michigan holiday traveling season. In September, you guys put out a survey and a press release about uh, people booking their flights by the end of September. You know, what can you tell us about the holiday travel season? Well, we do know that people are booking their travel a little bit earlier. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the cost of travel too. Uh, it's not going to get any cheaper as time goes by. Um, and the, the quicker you can, you can confirm your flights, the better off you are. Um, but understand too that Thanksgiving uh, upcoming and then Christmas um, and then even into winter break, those seasons are going to have a lot of travel and airlines are, are trying to deal with all of it and they're having a hard time in some cases. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're still seeing um, a few folks with some complaints. Generally, it's going well uh, and, and travel is without incident, uh, but make sure you make your, all of your arrangements well in advance. Um, a little plug for a AAA with the largest travel agency in the state are happy to help and we can take all that care of that ahead. Um, but whomever you deal with, or if you do it yourself through uh, Expedia or wherever, um, you can book everything in advance, get it done ahead of time, then you don't have to worry about it and it'll be less expensive. Let me ask you this, since you mentioned AAA travel, do you have to be a AAA member to use a travel agency or you know, how does that work? You do not. Um, okay. You can contact any AAA travel agent in the state and we're happy to help you. Um, although it does pay to have a AAA membership, a lot of the travel around Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be by car. And mm. anytime that you have any kind of a breakdown or emergency, um, you wanna be protected. And however you do that, you know, certainly a AAA membership is one way for you to do that, no matter what vehicle you're in. I remember when I first got my license, my dad would always say my AAA card's my best friend. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I, ha I, I too have children and all three while they were at home and, and from the time they were 16 till when they moved out on their own, uh, they all got every year. That's what that was one of their Christmas gifts. It was a standing Christmas gift. Yeah. With the renewal of their AAA membership, I did not want to be. I did not want them to be in a situation where they felt like they were out on their own on the road without anybody they could call. Yeah, that's what my dad used to say too. He's like, "That's your best friend. Keep it with you." <laughs> uh, we're talking with Gary uh, Bubar, traffic safety specialist for AAA of Michigan. We have a couple of minutes left with you here on It's Your Community. What else do you want to share with our listeners, Gary, about uh, the season, the holiday season, the fall and winter season? terms of being on the road, anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I only have a few minutes. Um, you have like I would two, three, you of, three minutes, three minutes. I, I would remind you of, of first, the holidays are coming. Uh, we know that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is one of the biggest drinking holidays of the year. Um, and we don't care how you want to celebrate. That is totally up to you. But if you drink, don't drive. Same thing too. We have legal cannabis in our state. If you choose to indulge, that's your choice, but please don't drive afterwards. You're putting yourself at risk and everybody around you. 
And the last thing I would remind you is road construction is here to stay for a while. And they're going to be continued to work on roads throughout the winter time as much as they can. Give these folks time to work and give yourself the opportunity to get to your destination safely. Right, Gary. Boobar, any website or phone number you want to give out to our listeners? There's a ton of information available at AAA.com on all the things we've talked about. And uh, from there, you can tab wherever you need to. Right. And we want to remind everybody, drive safe, okay? Have a designated driver. Have a plan in place. Please, parents, talk to your teenage kids about distracting, distracted driving in terms of not just your phone, but Gary, I love the point you made about passengers in the car and having those conversations and not paying attention because you're busy talking to your friends. You know, that is probably the thing that scares me the most, Gary, because, you know, I'll be driving my daughter around with her friends and they get into like, you know, laughing fits and joking around. And it's fine when I'm driving. It's not fine when one of them are driving. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Gary Bubar, for us today. If you have any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha. You can easily find me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can email me there. You can find me on all my social media platforms. I have an Epiphany Communications and Coaching Facebook page and Vanessa Denhagarmo on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can private message me on any of those platforms. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, we remind you, our listeners, to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.